Each week, nearly a dozen movies are released theatrically. 40 films a month, more than 400 a year. That's a plethora of cinema. Too much cinema. You'd have to be an addict to see all that. But don't fret. We've got you covered. This is Cinematics. Ayo, and that's a horrible way to say it, but hello, guys. Hello, guys. Bruce is laughing because he knows I'm not Anderson Cowan. I know I'm not Anderson Cowan. Am I Anderson Cowan, Bruce? Bruce or Eric? Eric Holmes, am I Anderson Cowan? Am I? No, no, you're not. not. You're not. You're not, not, not a, a golden voice? Am I golden voiced? Oh, yeah. Platinum oh, thank you. Voiced, if you platinum, platinum voice. I, Bruce Perky, I'm fishing for compliments in my platinum voice, golden voice, or copper voice, copper tone, copper <laughs> voice. Copper tone. Um, I'm trying to think of something more valuable than platinum, and I don't know. Are you, uh, I don't know what's more. Uh, your unobtainium voice. <laughs> <laughs> unobtainium voice. We miss you, Anderson Gown. I am joined by my betters this week from Find Your Film, Bruce Perky and Eric Holmes, as per usual at the top of the month. We preview the first two weeks of November, and this is Cinematics episode 163 some really good stuff this week coming your way regarding the first two weeks of november so first off i want to say something regarding eric and bruce last week of watching movies do you guys want to mention something that any kind of pieces of advice or movie insights that you might not even put for the bulk of the show like oh listeners listen watch this movie or anything that you're not going to put in that you want to put in right now hmm I don't know. Please, baby, please was really good. I like that a lot. Uh, Holy Spider was very good, and you should watch that. And uh, maybe we'll uh, bring up a couple others as the episode goes on. You should not miss me. You should seek out. You should seek out very anything else to seek out. You mentioned the Pixies, <laughs> Bruce. I wanted to actually mention what's your favorite Pixies album, but let's let's not go off that tangent. And I mean, it's Doolittle, right? <laughs> or Surfer Rosa? One of those two for sure. I think yeah. it's probably Surfer Rosa. I like Trompe de Le Monde. That's also underappreciated. Okay, some music, a musical segment from Bruce Berkey. Anything you want to say to listeners as far as just right off the cuff, cinematic wise, that we might not cover in the bulk of the show. I mean, I think you should listen to the last Patreon that Anderson and Greg did. Oh, you're not in the Patreon? What are you doing? What are you doing with your lives? You should be in there listening to them talk about an amazing Ed Wood movie that oh, right. I guess I can't mention it unless they want to listen to it. They can. But it's uh, pretty good. It's pretty good. Oh, thank you pretty, so much for that. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. You know what's also pretty good? And look, here's here's the actual segue. Bruce Eric, are you guys addicted to caffeine? In the morning, do you wake up and drink coffee? Uh, sometimes. Tea. Uh, are you hit, a tea hit, guy? Hit, no, tea no. Guy? I'd, I'd, I'd much prefer coffee, but I don't drink it every morning. Maybe like in twice a week, maybe. I drink it every single morning. I've been doing it since I was maybe 18 when I got, when I got into college. Bruce Berkey, what about you? Are you a daily coffee drinker? Well, I first of all, daily, I turn on Metalocalypse singing about coffee, and then I drink coffee. <laughs> all right. What kind of coffee? Do you like a couple of creams on your coffee? What What do you like in your coffee? A couple of creams. No. Uh, <laughs> family so, show. This is a family show. I put some... Uh, uh, I, was, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. Why did I, why did I just say? Yeah, I, I get what? a little bit of sweetened, <laughs> sweetened almond milk is what I put in mine. Sweetened almond milk. Okay. How do I like my coffee? It's family show. Eric Holmes, how do uh, I like, like how, a copper tone? Is what you like, <laughs> I, like, I like a copper tone coffee. How do you think I like my coffee? Uh, with Holmes. Pam Greer in it. 
with Pam. Gre- oh, very good. Coffee. Oh, coffee. God, well, there you go. go right. Two, very two, good. Two Double entendres. No, this this one works though, because coffee in Pam Greer style is spelled C-O-F-F-E-Y, if I recall. Very interesting movie that I haven't seen in years. Very good, Eric Holmes. The reason why I say this is because Anderson's been working actually last several weeks. He's been hip, hip me into this, or hepped me into this item. This actually, this, how would I say this? It's a called a pro- productivity shot. Okay. It's called the world's first productivity shot. It's called Magic Mind. And I've started for the last three days. And to answer a question that you, Eric, and Bruce don't even want to know, I take my coffee black. Okay. And I, of course, there is a corny old dad joke that I can say right after that, but I'm a black coffee drinker. Been that way for the last 10 years. Every single day I drink my black coffee. I eat my breakfast and then I go, I stress out about the day. Like, oh my gosh, I got to Record Find Your Film Podcast with Eric and Bruce, and I've only seen zero movies, and I have five movies to see. I get stressed on Wednesdays. I get stressed a lot, even after the coffee. But after taking this magic mind for the last three days, I actually drink the coffee, and here's the thing. I actually, this has a little bit of matcha into it. It has a nice little, what does it say? It says, do more, stress less. That's what I need to do. Do more, stress less. I've tried it for the last three days. And if you've noticed, I've actually, actually, I don't know if you've noticed, I've been a little bit more energetic. I'm not as depressed. I Maybe I don't show that side of you, side of myself to you, Bruce or Eric, but actually this has given me a clarity of vision. I've worked hard, worked out harder the last, worked out as in the gym the last several days better, thanks to Magic Mind. And also, I don't know, I think this might be the reason why we're streamlining our Find Your Film and Cinematics podcast and Deepest Dream, Deepest Dream website. I've had all of these ideas within the last several days. Perfect timing to Magic Mind. So listeners, if you support me or Anderson, or more importantly, support Anderson, Bruce, and Eric, you don't even have to listen to me. You can go right now onto our show notes, Magic Mind. You get 40% off your subscription for the first 10 days, or if you pass the 10 days, get 20% off your subscription with the subscription code Cinematics20. And here's the thing. I'm glad I'm, I'm pumping this because I actually enjoy Magic Mind. No lie. Eric Holmes, little smirk. What do you think? How did I do as a pitch man on something uh, pretty, that I believe in? Yeah, Pretty, pretty good. I, I, I was thinking of something to say, and I won't say it because this is a ad. <laughs> say it. I, I dare you. Say it. You can say it. I was going to say, the coffee's so black when Brian sees it, he crosses the street. oh wow that is a cross-cultural shot inside baseball shot i I, I love brian i shouldn't have said that bald please cut that out (laughs) no i'm not cutting that out that is a bald brian reference from eric holmes shots fired from the film vault of course we love the film vault great podcast hosted by bald brian and our buddy anderson cowan produced by avery i believe let's get to movies that we're covering for cinematics the first two weeks starting off with the week and starting november 4th eric holmes what are some of what is your first pick for november 4th what should people be put on the radar for this friday oh uh, well you got a couple of them on there that i would like to see the one i'll bring up is the one we talked about on uh more in depth on finder film but there's a movie called coming out called missing but if you're gonna look it up look up sagasu s-a-g-a-s-u and it's written and directed by shinzo katayama we had this problem on the on the finder what, film what do we have to describe this so uh, uh i can I, I can do it you want me to do it yeah 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 go ahead 10 second pitch girl she wakes up in the morning a preteen girl Wakes up in the morning. It's in Japan. Her father, who's a little bit of a layabout, alcoholic, he's missing. The rest of the movie, she's trying to find her, quote unquote, missing father. That's the premise of missing. Oh, wait, 
there's a little bit more. There's it's two hours more. and four minutes. There, and like Eric said, there's a lot more. You might get to know her father a little bit more. But is he missing? Is is he dead? Has he passed away? There's a little bit more about her, her father. Is it told in flashback? We're not going to tell you. There's also a young man who is he? He might be deadly. He might be nice. He might be charming. He might be all of them. There's also a mother. There's also a best friend or a friend who wants to be a boyfriend. There's a lot of different characters. And you're going to be, by the end of the movie, there's ping pong. By the end of the movie, you're going to be so... <laughs> this is literally my fa- one of my favorite movies until Bruce Perky tried to emo- emotionally manipulate me and remind me of Petite Maman, which made me cry buckets. But Missing is a movie. I know Anderson's been pumping. What has Anderson been pumping lately? Dinner in America, that's top three for, for him. I, that's a t- at least a top 10 for me. I don't know about you you guys if Dinner in America is a top oh, 10. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dinner in America yeah, yeah. We great. love Dinner in America. By the way, uh, I'm, I'm interviewing Kyle Gallner next week for Smile. Didn't tell Sweet. you that. On Find Your Film. I'm telling you right now on Cinematics because Cinematics is our commercial film. Our commercial Sweet. podcast this is when we can commercial with these big names like Kyle Gallner. So that's going to be yeah, sweet for, for for next week. But you need, you need to give me some of that coffee. It's working wonders on me. Yeah, magic mind, magic mind. Here, here. I don't have a mind. It's so it's not magic. But now, thanks with thanks to Magic Mind, it is magic. Now, Saga Sue Missing. I love this movie. Anything else you want to say, Eric, about about Missing? This one, one, one of your picks. What can you tell our listeners on why why see Missing in the theaters? This is a movie about discovery. Um, the, the less you know going in, the better. And the more you watch it. It gets even better than that. And the ending is the ending is probably one of the best endings of, of the year. Yeah, it, it's real simple. It's not like a big, like mind blowing thing, but the ending is just like one of those. Sometimes you watch a movie and you watch an ending. It's like, that's really perfect. You got, you guys nailed it. And I think this is one of the, one of the few endings that will kind of stick with me. Bruce Perky missing. I'm not going to ask you your reaction. We, I know we, we all know that you love it, but will, will this movie be remade into a Hollywood movie? Because oh, it has <laughs> come on. It has all, does this movie not have the makings of a Hollywood remake? Yes or no. What do you think? So were you trying to recast it? Is that what you're asking for? I'm is just asking. Like, is, what, uh, Millie you, Bobby Brown as the little girl, <laughs> even though she's be? like 25. Uh, Bruce, uh, let's just say we're millionaires and we're, we're executives. We see a movie like missing. Do we plumb the depths of Japanese cinema and make, remake this into maybe look, no, look, no, no complaints on Netflix. Like, do we make this a Netflix or Paramount Plus movie or Peacock? I, I see the disgust brewing in Eric's face, but I hate just, everything about this conversation right now. <laughs> you make it in a Netflix miniseries that never ends. That's what you do. <laughs> Okay, but it, I think it does have the. Do you think it has the the elements? I'm sorry, it, it, it would, but they just okay. kind of nailed it with this one. So yeah. I don't know why you would. It, yeah, it'd be kind of like it'd be kind of like a, a remaking Memories of Murder. You could. I don't know why you would. Very good point. Memories of Murder, another great, another great, great film. So yeah, interesting. I, I still think. Who knows? What, look, if that day comes and Missing is remade into a Hollywood Hollywood movie, I know Eric will not rush out to the theaters to see this movie. Oh, I, I will, oh, I, I will watch the remake, but I won't oh. like it. But you won't. <laughs> I hate that I'm going. What, what, what was that one with the Jake Gyllenhaal? Um, yes, the missing, uh, not the missing. Uh, guilty, the guilty, the guilty. Yeah, the missing. So the guilty movie was Kate Blanchett. Fantastic. Yes, and, but then the, they did the remake, and I, I kind of appreciated the remake for what it did. Yes, but at the same time, didn't really need to be done. You know, that would be similar to this. I but, thought the Jake Gyllenhaal version was way better than the original. Don't you, Bruce? Is that what we said? 
everything with Jake Gyllenhaal is better, right? <laughs> yes, we're, we're kidding. I Eric. mean, Taylor Swift is better with him. Bubble Boy. <laughs> we, we're talking we about bangers here. <laughs> bangers, yeah. No, it was a good effort by Jake Gyllenhaal. I understand how good much you try, Jake. Movie. Good try, good try, good try. The original is a masterpiece, listeners. If you haven't seen the original, please see it. It's a it's a way better version than no disrespect to the Netflix version, which was still entertaining. Speaking of entertainment, Bruce, what's your first pick for the week of November fourth? Got two that are very different than each from each other from all appearances. The first one I will bring up is Weird, the Al Yankovic, ah, the Al Yankovic story, which I believe is coming out on Roku. Uh I think we can get Roku. I'm not sure. Okay. I, yeah, I don't even Roku. know how to do a Roku, and I'm sure it's probably. I feel Roku like channel. I've watched one movie on Roku, so I think it's possible to do. Uh, either way, uh, it sounds well. First of all, it's got a pretty great cast. It's got uh, Evan Rachel Wood, Daniel Radcliffe, Jack Black. You like him or not, he's on there. But I think what I think looks interesting about it is they're not even trying to tell his actual life. Like, it looks like they're doing a parody of his life as a meta commentary on the parodies he does. So this could either be an absolute train wreck, or it could also be an absolute train wreck, but also great. So (laughs) I think either way, it's going to be really interesting. And I think Daniel Radcliffe is very sneakily creating a real repertoire of interesting choices in movies. And I'm starting to like a lot of the stuff he gets involved in. So I'm kind of curious to see this movie. So that is weird, the Al Yankovic story. It's not going to be on the Roku Roku channel on November 4th. Bruce, can you tell us what your second pick on November 4th is? The, this uh, moniker is actually the way the way I like my podcasters, my fellow podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, so, I know. So <laughs> <laughs> this is the ASMR portion of the podcast. <laughs> so get ready. I don't know how that'll work for you, but you know. Suck yourself out. I'm going to... I'm going to make scratching sounds on the microphone. <laughs> okay. Anyway, here we go. <laughs> now everyone's left in total creepiness. So Soft and Quiet, directed by Beth de Arahua. Arahua? <laughs> I know I nailed that. Thank you, Anderson. I hear you in the, the distance saying nailed it. Nailed it. Um, yeah. So this looks really interesting. And I have a feeling this might get a little buzz after it comes out because the things that I've read about it, I haven't read much. I, I have this way of... When I'm researching for this, I just read the basic, basic, barest minimum of the synopsis, and I'll usually watch like half the trailer, just enough to get a feel for what's going on. And this movie appears to be uh, a group of women all getting together in an afternoon. It looks almost like soccer mom types, right? And I believe this movie takes place in real time. So I think it takes place in like whatever, an hour and 40 minutes or however long this is of an afternoon. And it sounds like it starts out with them getting together just kind of reconnecting. And then they go to a a local, I think they go to a local mini mart. I think they might live in LA area. And then it sounds like things go incredibly sideways. And all I saw in little blurbs was it gets more and more and more and more tense and uncomfortable as it goes on. And I believe there's a racial element to it and uh, violence and all kinds of stuff. I think it's like uh, an afternoon that goes as sideways as something in like uh, Uncut Gems or something. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be to that level, but it sounds like it could be a, a really interesting indie movie experience. Soft and Quiet Breakthrough Director, 2024, 2022, sorry, Gotham Award nominee director Beth De Arujo. 
Aruho. I hope I'm pronouncing it. You, I hope I know that just like you, I don't you know did. How you tried to do that after me. <laughs> my, my, my bad. Again, written and directed by Beth Aruho. Soft and quiet. How do I know this? Because yes, running joke. Uh, now it's now a running tragedy. I have about 10 emails requesting, Hey, you want to check this movie out? It's called Soft and Quiet. I just opened up the email today. I apologize to Eric Holmes and Anderson Cowan and Bruce Berkey because this seems like a movie from from Momentum Pictures and Blumhouse that we should have covered. We should have covered it this week, but we cover so many movies anyway. So I uh, Soft and Quiet, I don't know. Maybe it's something that we should look into for this weekend as a rewind, maybe next week for Cinematics and Find Your Film. Okay, so that is November, the week of November 4th. There's also Enola Holmes 2, which no I think... No relation to Enola Holmes 1? Yes. No. Oh, no relation to Eric Holmes 1 or 2. Yes. Yeah, no relation. Have you seen Enola Holmes on Netflix? Did you ever see that? I have not. Eric Holmes? I have not. I would think maybe Sherlock Holmes, Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. No? I mean, I'm, I'm all the Holmes you need. <laughs> you know, all that other Holmes is just you know you, you take it or leave it this episode has entirely too too many Billy Bobby Brown references <laughs> a house is not a Holmes but this was an Enola Holmes 2 is on Netflix I'm glad you laughed at that little, little mini joke there Eric Holmes I'm gonna see it later tonight and yeah hopefully I I gave the first one a, a really good review Bruce, Enola Holmes, not your kind of thing? This whole universe? No? Okay, that's a no. shake. He's just, okay, no. Okay, that's a convincing no way for him. My pick for November 4th, along with Enola Holmes too, is a movie called Nocebo. And again- Excuse my, you? Yes, excuse me, Nocebo. <laughs> nocebo. Not, 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 not placebo, it's Nocebo. And my bad to Mia Culpa, to Anderson Cowan, Bruce Brookie, and Eric Holmes, because I should have actually given you guys some screening links for this movie. It's very good in theaters, Friday- digital and demand and on demand as well. November 4th, it stars Eva Green or Eva Green and Mark Strong. They are a well-to-do couple, I believe somewhere in, I don't know where it's located, but they're, they're I think they're a British couple. They're well-to-do and they have a daughter who is goes to private school. So they come for money. Their house looks like a little bit of a nice mini mansion. Okay. But it's established right from the, the beginning. The daughter is very, very neglected because the parents are arguing who's going to pick her up at the after school, which is not a good sign regarding the health of a family. Evergreen is a fashion designer and she's very successful. But the problem is, oh my gosh, I'm so mad that you guys didn't see this movie. As During one of the runway situations and she makes clothes for kids, she, everything's good. She gets a phone call. And when she gets a phone call, she goes, she's somewhere in the, in the back room and she sees a dog, a rabid dog with weird eyes, looking at her and she has a nervous breakdown cut to present day, I guess in that time. And she is uh, approached. Uh, there's a little knock on the door and there is a Filipino nanny who says that. <laughs> yes. Says, Hi, I'm Greg. I, nice I am Greg. <laughs> I'm Greg. The, I'm Greg, your nanny. I'm, yeah, I'm Greggy Popkin, Pop, Poppins, right? So no. Popkins. <laughs> Popkins, Popkins, Popkins. But no, anyways, it's not her. It's a I think I, I got to find the name, but there's a Filipino nanny. She says that, hey, you hired me several weeks ago. And she says, I did. She says, yeah, I'm, I'm here from the Philippines. And the rest of the movie deals with how the nanny interweaves herself within the fab fabric of, her fa of the family. And ultimately, ultimately, you realize the nanny has a backstory. And maybe this, she has a, a very interesting way with, with animals. There's a mystic, like a mystical spiritual situation. And what's interesting about this is I interviewed the director, Lorcan Finnegan. He's an Irish filmmaker. Eric and Bruce, you probably know him from the movie Vivarium, which mm -hmm. 
I have not seen. Okay. And I think there's a movie he also did called Without Name. But mm-hmm. okay. So Bruce, <laughs> you should have freaking done this and interview. short but, named Foxes, I believe too. Okay. So obviously I sh- you should have done this interview. You don't have time because <laughs> you're a full-time job. You would have done a better interview than me. Listeners, in all seriousness, why this movie works for me is it ha- there's a lot of social class, social elements behind this horror thriller. It works more as a social drama. I don't mean that in a bad way, but there are some really great thriller elements as well. But I really appreciate it. In my 30 plus years of covering cinema, I have not encountered, unless your name is Lou Diamond friggin' Phillips or Vanessa Hudgens, I have not encountered Filipino actors being a prominent part in a movie. And this is very good, a very, very well done movie. Down the line for our cinematics and find your film family, I will be having these spoiler discussions. Eric actually had a spoiler discussion with the director of Missing. What is the name of the director right off, right off the top of your head? Uh, Eric, uh, do you know? The, Shinzo Kateyama. Yeah, so Eric has some spoiler stuff there, and I have spoiler a spoiler discussion with the director of Nocebo. That's going to be specifically for our Cinematics Patreon listeners. And again, all that money that you spent for the Patreon will only go to me and Anderson. Bruce and Eric will never see a dime for the rest of their lives. So if you're, if you're, yeah, that's supposed to be a laugh. I was joking. Are you, are you, <laughs> oh, okay. That's, that's a sarcastic laugh. He's like, show me no, the cool money. No, no, don't be cool with it. That's, it's all about the money, right, Bruce? It's, is it all about the cash? Yeah. You told me not to laugh unless I was told to laugh. <laughs> Very good. Oh, shoot. But anyways, Nocebo is a very interesting movie. I'm going to do a bigger deep dive on it for our Patreon members, as well as uh, if you read our stuff on deepestream.com. So there's a lot of stuff that I want to cover. And uh, this podcast will, you'll learn a little bit more down the line when we do some more cinematics episodes. So that is the week of November 4th. Am I missing something, Eric Holmes, before we go to November? Yes. I I was going to ask you that Nocebo sounds very interesting. Might you call it a yes-cebo? Jokes. Yeah, jokes. Yes, it is a yes-cebo. I really enjoyed this movie. It's a four-star rating for me. I should have covered it on Find Your Film, but for some, but we had a very packed Find Your Film episode. But Nocebo, this is a movie that I will be plugging, especially me being Filipino-American. I'm I'm Filipino, and I also am another ethnicity. Eric and Bruce, do you know what the other ethnicity I am, other than Filipino? Uh, is it German? Or German? German? Okay, that's your German Swedish, or French. Swedish. 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 What, like Thai the, Swedish, I think. Oh, oh, very good. Thai Swedish. Oh, very good. He's mentioning Thai Swedish because there's an actress named Priya Lundberg who I recently interviewed. I don't even know if you knew this, Eric Holmes. There's a, a, an actress named Priya Lundberg who I interviewed this week, and she is Thai Swedish. She is in a movie called Paradise City, which Bruce Perky really is excited to see next week here for Cinematics and Find Your Film, right? Ruth stars Priya Lundberg. Very good, Eric Holmes. Yes, I am Thai and Filipino. We are done with November 4th. Now we are going to November 11th. But before we go to November 11th, we're going to do a U-turn to the day before because Bruce, he being a shill, I mean, a, a very enthusiast of Shudder. Ah. Uh, <laughs> okay. That uncontrolled laugh for Bruce. You're not allowed. Okay. So what is the movie you got for Shudder? Great, great. Well, actually, I'm pulling even another turn. I, there, there's this movie. I don't think it's on your radar yet at all. It's uh, an SNL production combined with Disney and it's going to be coming out and it's called Greg S. Popkins. Um, <laughs> yeah. Good morning to you. Yeah. That's very good. Any questions? <laughs> Any questions? Yes. Very, very good. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> November 10th, um, Shutter is releasing a movie called Mandrake 
It's an Irish movie about a woman who is a parole officer, and she gets handed the case that she doesn't want, where a woman who's been in prison for quite a long time, who actually has been nicknamed by the community as Bloody Mary, because years and years ago, she killed her husband, hacked him up, and a lot of people in the area think of her like a witch, or that she's like spooky and weird. They don't know what's going on with her, and they don't want her in their uh in their community. So she, um, the woman that we follow, Kate, is supposed to be her parole officer. And the idea is that very quickly, two children go missing. And uh, they're wondering, uh-oh, something might be up with this lady. And the community is getting up in arms. And the the parole officer is like thinking that their people are just getting a little bit uppity about this and should just calm down a little bit. And that's the setup of this movie. And it looks like it might have a lot of folk horror kind of elements to it. And it looks like it's a pretty cool little indie production. I think it might be interesting. Okay. We actually received a screener link on October 24th. We should have access to it right now as we speak. I did not open that email yet, but maybe after your description of Mandrake, maybe we'll, we'll cover it next week for Find Your Film. Possibly, right? It might be maybe. one. Maybe. We got lots of movies. I don't yeah, know. We do. <laughs> oh, just, well, look, Bruce, if there's only going to be one movie, if you're going to pull a Greg Trusavasi next week and only see one movie, what should that movie be, Eric? Come on. Take it down to the... Pa- oh, I can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Paradise City. That is going to be our number one with a bullet next week with Priya Lundberg, Stephen Friggin Dorf. And John Travolta and Bruce Willis, Paradise City, get ready for it next week. But anyways, that's November 10th for Mandrake Shutter. November 11th, what do you got, Eric Holmes? All right, I got a movie called Bar Fight. It's uh, so Bar Fight was. Uh, it, it looks like it was going to be kind of a kind of a fun movie and you know silly comedy, and you don't get many of those in the theater. Um, but I saw that uh, Jim Mahoney uh, was writing and directing this, and I was looking up what else he did. And he uh, did some movie called Gatlop, uh, G-A-T-L-O-P-P. Um, I'll just read the thing here. Uh, Gatlop is a group of group of old friends reunite for a nostalgic evening of fun and games after a decade apart. After one too many, they decide to play a drinking game, but it's quickly revealed that this game comes with the supernatural with supernatural stakes. Mischief leads to mayhem, and the group realize. That if they can't come together to win the game by sunrise, they will be forever to play for eternity in hell. <laughs> so Gallop is kind of a high concept sort of thing, but it turned out to be really, really good. Like a, a lot better than I thought it would. And then I'm looking at what else Jim Mahoney did. And he did uh, co-writing on the Christmas movie Klaus, which is also really good. And so this is the first one. Bar Fight is the first one that I'm aware of that he's both writing and directing. And I'm just quickly becoming a fan of this Jim Mahoney guy. And I'm looking very much forward to see what he has with Bar Fight. Haven't seen it yet, but based on his uh, prior writing credits and acting credits, because he does that too, I'm looking forward to it. Eric Holmes, you're going to be doing a good job in getting me and Bruce and yourself a link for Bar Fight. Are you going to get us that? Or, you know? uh, we will see. Either that or I'll just have to watch it in theaters because it looks good. But uh, we will we'll, see. We'll see. We'll see. You want me to actually do the email? You want me to pound pavement and get the Bar Fight links for all of us? 
Oh, I, I already did that. I, I just haven't got a response back for if we're for sure getting it. But uh, okay, it's pretty I, good. We'll, we'll, we'll see. What happens. I can lean. Bruce, should I do some of my union leaning on on uh, the publicist and just start Let strong some arm? Of those tie muscles. Yes, with some of the little right. tie muscles. Look at that. See, <laughs> some tie muscles. Look. Bottom line is whether or not we're going to do the interviews or not is one thing. But the most important thing is. Hopefully we'll get to see the movie. Eric Holmes is on the horn regarding getting its links. Should be. Ex- and, yes, sir. And the, and I think the most important thing about this is that the, we just don't get many comedies in theaters. Like the, the, you know, obviously the superhero movies, we've talked that to death. There's no shortage of horror, but like in once in a while you get the indie or the, the dramas very rarely, more rarely is you get a, a really silly comedy in like of all the sad bastard movies that we talk about from week to week, I'm really missing the silly comedies, like just the stupid silly comedies that make me laugh. And I think bar fight might be able to do that and maybe, maybe dig in a little deeper than they normally do. So we'll see what happens. Okay. So my, okay. That is bar fight. My pick for November 11th. I was kidding left and right regarding paradise city. I have seen it. I can't quote unquote review it because the embargo is there is an embargo in paradise city. Bruce is thinking, Greg is saying that because he hated the movie. The answer is no, I did not hate Paradise City. I actually enjoyed it. I can't do a full review on it though. It's in theaters, digital and on demand on the Cinematics podcast feed. You're going to hear my interview with Pride Lundberg. She is, like Eric Holmes was saying, Thai and Swedish, very really wonderful person. And Bruce Willis. And I'm a, I'm a huge Stephen Dorff fan. I'm a fan. I'm a stan. Eric Holmes, favorite Stephen Dorff movie right off the top. Uh, normally, it would have been Judgment Night, but then Old Henry came out. So yes. <laughs> Old Henry, yes. Bruce Berkey, what about you? You're going to say Backbeat uh, because you're doing the Pixies on on our Find Your Film podcast? You're going to say I mean, do Sutcliffe, it's hard Backbeat? Not to pick, uh, it's hard, hard not to pick Old Henry. Oh, what's that movie where he's hanging around in the uh, hotel all day? I that's not my favorite. I know that one. This uh, Motel Life, the Motel Life. Yeah, <laughs> no, that, whatever that one was. Uh, oh, it really? Was by Coppola, remember? Oh, somewhere that was such a sweet movie. Oof. oof. Um, <laughs> okay, I'll just pick something really. Still, Blade. How's that? There you go. Blade. Come on, <laughs> that's not a, ba- that's that's not a bad not, pick. That's, that's not, not a bad, bad pick. pick. But that's not fair, Bruce. You really loved Old Henry, right? So. Yeah, I did. What, what was that? What was that movie that he was in? <laughs> SFW. Great. Yeah. Was that SFW? SFW. Don't was don't date. Sam, yeah, don't predate me. Yeah, SFW. This is a family show. It's so so friendly and warm. So friendly and go. warm. Yes, SFW. <laughs> Thank you, Eric Holmes, for for putting me on the spot regarding that. I was actually at the at the press junket for SFW. That's mm-hmm. how old I am. I am fifty one. I've actually covered that. I covered Backbeat back in the day, and I covered SFW. I love Stephen Dorff. I I even love those whatever e cigarettes he was he was plugging a couple years back. But he oh, the blues, the blues, whatever those. But again, listeners, if you haven't seen, if you love westerns, and if you haven't seen Old Henry, go to JustWatch.com. Find it. Find it. Old Henry Eric is Holmes. great. Old Henry is great. What's sad about Old Henry is that movie should have broken through. And I hear a couple of people talking about it once in a while, but I really wish Old Henry would have just been like one of those movies that kind of bust through and really did something. And I'll tell you what's it's great. I you know, I, I tell you what sucks about a movie like Old Henry. I think it was I don't know if it's currently still streaming on on Hulu. Even when it starts streaming, you still don't hear that it's not like before where you where you can actually hear the groundswell of support behind something like like Old Henry, even with a large platform. You don't hear that movie much. And again, if you love Westerns, Tim Blake Nelson was robbed of an Oscar nomination and Stephen Dorff is very, very good in Old Henry. That is probably 
along with missing probably our big top pick for Cinematics episode 140. Yes, Eric Holmes. And it is streaming. It looks like Paramount, Hulu, Amazon, Redbox. It's streaming everywhere, uh, either for free with a subscription or you can rent it. Honestly, I just buy it if you can find it. That movie's so good. Yes, and I I know Anderson is not the biggest Western fan, but Anderson Cowan, if you're listening to this podcast, your podcast, the one podcast you created one night over a, a conversation over drinks with... Not Bruce or Eric, but with me, unfortunately, should have probably been with Bruce and Eric. They'll probably make a better partner than me. But yes, if you have, if our friendship means anything to you, please see Old Henry. Now, I don't, I'm, I'm guessing this movie isn't as amazing as Old Henry, but we're going to close out the show with a final recommendation. How do we end with a whimper? Bruce Perky, what is your November 11th? How, how did I build you up on this one? Can you this tell? This really is a whimper. Uh, actually, I should just I should just do an audible and change it to a, a unicorn for Christmas, which I almost put in there too. <laughs> <laughs> tell, us, tell us your final recommendation. Uh, Not recommendation. Your pick. Your preview for November 11th. <laughs> the friendship game. It looks terrible, actually, but it might be fun. Terrible, and I'm hoping that maybe it's even so fun. Terrible that it's a a, a three star. You know, awesome I'll, pl- movie. I'll play this game with every wo- woman I've been in love with, and it doesn't work really well. <laughs> this actually looks pretty bad, but um, it, it, I was I was kind of charmed by how bad it looked because it looks like this kind of combo of like just this Zoomer wannabe kind of horror movie, and it it. it and the funny thing about it when you watch the trailer is it really tries to attach itself to these some great movies. Like it says, from the production company that brought you The Witch. And it, it tries to attach itself to all these like highfalutin elevated horror movies. But this looks like basically a bunch of teenagers get this weird like uh, object. It looks kind of like a, like a rotating sphere. And they hold it and play some game called the Friendship Game. And then one of them gets possessed or something. They all have really bad hair, lots of skullets and things like that, and, and bad colors. Skullets. <laughs> this just this is like this looks like bodies, 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 but much less good. And I heard that's not great. So, but I don't know. Uh, maybe this will be one of those ones that'll pop up on a free streaming service soon, and you can check it out. And it might be one of those ones you have such low expectations for that it might end up being fun. I could be or, wrong. And it also might be ended up in your recent emails on bruceperky at gmail.com. And hamslime at gmail.com. We, I'm looking at 5.32 p.m. Pacific time and different times around the world. We, we received a something. I'm going to look at the subject heading of our email. It says the friendship game screener. So I, oh, actually, no. Bruce, you're going to jump into the breach for the friendship Please, game. No. <laughs> Hey, oh you did this to us, Bruce. You and, then, and after after you watch a friendship game, I'm actually having the PR uh, PR people over at RLJE Films to send you a shirt. That says, "I wish I was a Zoomer." So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> I watched this movie and all I got was this friendship game T-shirt. Yep. <laughs> so again, that is it. Who knows? Look, it'll be. Uh, an ironic twist of fate if the friendship game ends up being our favorite film of that week. Tell us what you guys are listening to. I mean, watching. And yeah, what November 4th, November 11th. I think if you've gotten anything from this episode, episode 140, in my opinion, look, as much as I love Paradise City, missing this Japanese film, hunt it down, figure out if it's playing in your local theater, Google it. Google, don't Google missing, Google Sagas. Sagasu. Yeah, yeah, if you if you Google missing, you'll get like a hundred thousand different movies. If you Google Sagasu, S-A-G-A-S-U, it'll come right up. It'll be like one of the first things. Petite Maman, 
and Missing are my favorite films of this year so far. I don't see anything really supplanting Petite Maman. Maybe Missing might go down a couple of steps, maybe to two or three or four, but it's, in my opinion right now, it's not leaving my top five of, of 2022. And, you know, I think probably the friendship game after next week will be number four. We'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, fi- uh, final thoughts, Eric Holmes, you want to le- leave our cinematic listeners with some words or pearls of wisdom, or cinematic um, recommendations, anything. Off the top. Yeah, uh, you and Anderson mentioned Holy Spider, and we mentioned it as well on Finder Film. And it was playing in select theaters, and I think it might start creeping out here pretty soon. Just I, I don't let Holy Spider go the way that old Henry did. Old Henry was fantastic and kind of got buried. Don't let that happen to Holy Spider because Holy Spider is fantastic. Again, Holy Spider would probably be a top 10 for me as well or top 15. Yeah. Okay. Final thoughts from you, Bruce Berkey. That's a great recommendation, by the way, Eric. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of torn because now that you've got this new energy regimen, Greg. Magic I, mind. I, yes. Yeah. I, I don't know where I'm going to go to find all of my Bauhaus and cure TikToks every day. I'm, <laughs> I just don't know. I wanted some really great cinematic insights, but you know what? I'm just going to leave it right there and I'm going to cut you right, right, right in the knees with those comments. And then you, you threw some pixie stuff right over my head. I surfer Rosa. I don't even know what that's. Well, what's surfer Rosa? I, I'm catching up, Bruce. I'm 51. I'm starting, you know, next up pixies. Uh, what, Surfer what, what, Rosa is a Nickelback album. You should check it out. It's really good. That's very funny, Eric Holmes. I did get the joke, but you know what? I probably really didn't, and I'm just pre- pretending. But Pixies, Sonic Youth, Minor Threat, Fugazi. Yeah. What do you think, Eric? Uh, my my recent playlist. I'm going to start doing those things. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I, I would throw some Faith No More in there. Some Ween, Faith, Faith No More. Okay, Flair because Flair is awesome. And where was Find Your Film Podcast? Where where were we mentioned over the Find Your Film Podcast? Where were we mentioned recently, Eric Holmes? Oh yeah, the, the, they got the they got the RPG of the fifth, uh, the real thing RPG, the Faith No More RPG. Yeah, and we donated to the Kickstarter, so it's got it, we're Find Your Films on the thank you page. So that's that, cool. That is very cool. Eric Holmes sent me and Bruce a screenshot. Find Your Film Podcast is part of the whole Faith No More family. Thanks to Eric Holmes, and that is it. And Bruce. That was very, very funny. All these really esoteric stuff you're throwing my way. You're making me smarter. Your your witticism and magic mind and the friendship of Anderson Cowan. Notice how I didn't mention Eric Holmes in the list. I just mentioned you, Eric Holmes. That is enough. We will see you next week. Possibly next week on Cinematics. We have a lot more stuff to cover and to come down the road on Cinematics and Find Your Film. Thank you guys for listening to me, Anderson Cowan, Eric Holmes, Bruce Perky. We're out.